0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, please be seated. Some of you were here last Sunday, or uh, read the church website, or listened to the sermon on my blog, or some way, and you know that last week... At this time, and all day long, we were talking about distractions. We were talking about distractions and those kinds of things that get in the way of our, of our doing what we really want to do, those things that get in the way of our being, who we most want to be, those things that obstruct our following God in the way we most desire, Well, between last Sunday and this one, there have been even more distractions, haven't there? In the midst of divisive politics and an anxious and angry country, a candidate is put forward to be on the Supreme Court. To some, he's the golden boy with gobs of credentials, and to others, he's the epitome of mediocre white male privilege, And then there are the claims of drunken abuse when he was younger. On Thursday, it was hard to focus on anything else, wasn't it? Everywhere one went, the hearing was on, people were talking. Several places where I went, people were crying, people were arguing. We all know that regardless of whether this judge is eventually approved or another one in his place, the dynamics and the issues are not going to go away anytime soon. And so where does this leave us on this beautiful Sunday morning? Well, I don't for a second suggest that we ignore the news and the world outside these walls. We can't do that. Ask me what I think about boring white boys who are always promoted in life and get the best jobs simply because they went to the right schools, played football, and drank with the right crowd. I'll preach on that for a while. <laughs> Ask me what I think about people who bully and exploit others through force or through suggestion or through sexual innu- innuendo. I'll tell you some stories about the churches I've worked in and how so much of my time has been cleaning up after such people. I can preach on that. Ask me what I think of people who call themselves pro-life and invoke the name of Jesus and yet seem ruled by hatred, fear, greed, and any means whatsoever to justify their even narrower ends. I can preach on and on on that one. But should I preach those sermons? Should we preach those sermons with our lives? While voting, protesting, working for change, advocating, doing my best to remain awake to the world, how do I also resist being contaminated by the nastiness? How do we name evil and resist evil while at the same time refusing to be changed into it? The answer is that we cling to Christ. We cling to him. And listening to him this morning, I hear the gospel saying, at least to me, slow down a minute, John fine to notice the evil all around, but you're no good to those you love, to yourself, or to me if you're consumed by the anger and hatred. I hear Jesus asking me, what is it in your life that causes you to sin? Take care of business at home before trying to solve all your neighbor's problems. At the beginning of today's Gospel from Mark, the disciples are all in an uproar about other disciples. (laughs) It seems there are these other disciples who are casting out demons in the name of Jesus, and yet they're not a part of this present group. Perhaps this is a little like some of our noticing what other churches do in the name of Christ and having lots of opinions about them. Jesus' friends and followers, his disciples, want Jesus to join their criticism, to get on their side and condemn the others and and share in their outrage. Jesus doesn't go for it. Instead, he basically says that if someone is not against him, then don't worry so much about them. Again, Jesus says, pay attention to your life. The anger you have at your neighbor is killing you. Don't worry so much about that other side of the street. Take care of your side. That will keep you busy enough. Jesus uses this drastic language, not in a literal way of plucking out the eye and cutting off the arm, but to say, do what you need to do to keep a clear path ahead. Turn off the TV, turn off the radio, uh, disengage from certain discussions if that blocks you from being the person God creates you to be. I love that first reading we heard from the Old Testament. There's a similar dynamic happening in that community. Uh, Moses is worn out, and so he takes his problems to God, and God gives him 70 elders who agree to help with him as leaders. If I just stopped right there, I envy Moses. I've got maybe 20, 25 good leaders, but 70 would be great until they start arguing. And you notice what they're arguing about. People have different measures of the Spirit, and so they're acting on the Spirit of God in different ways. We hear it from a young man's report. Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua buys into the anxiety and agrees that there's a problem. And he says, my Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses says, are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. Would that everyone would talk about the love of God in their own tone, with their own accent, in their own place. That's a good thing to argue about. The problem of losing one's focus on what one is doing and starting to worry about others is, of course, not confined to the times of Moses or the times of Jesus. We do that ourselves. I certainly do whether it's as close at home as the Lutheran Church a couple of blocks away that that removed itself from the larger Evangelical Lutheran Church of America so that they can be an independent church and hold the truth as they see it. I've got opinions about that. Or if we go down any of the Episcopal churches, I can tell you in great detail how I don't like the way they do things and the way we do them is better. We have that in every church. One group will begin to feel like another group is getting all the attention or getting the money or, or drawing all the volunteers or getting the attention of the clergy. But more often than not, if that group that's feeling ignored would simply focus a little more on their own calling, their own tasks, then their visibility rises and it, it, gets, the, it gets the budget money and it gets volunteers and people are attracted to their energy and fun much more than to their griping. As a Christian, it's easy for me to worry about what others are doing, what the Roman Catholics are doing or not doing, what the Redeemer Presbyterians are doing or not doing as they look for property on the Upper East Side, or even what the other Episcopalian sisters and brothers are doing. Those on the right get under my skin, but those on the far left get under my skin just as much. But when I'm most healthy, I'm worrying less about what everybody else is doing. (laughs) And I'm focusing on what we're doing or what God is calling us to do right here. Are we reaching out the way we could? Are we including everyone? Are we paying attention to our neighbors? Are we giving our time, our money, our talent to God sacrificially? Are we doing all we can to, to help this place be a place of welcome and, and refuge and joy and health and new life? There's plenty for us to do right here. Today's gospel ends by encouraging the disciples to be salty. Uh, To be distinctive, to stand out, not to be stale or dull or fit in blandly. We all know the problem of too much salt. It can ruin a good dish, or it can make everything taste the same. It can sting, it can hurt, it can irritate. But with careful salting, just enough, all the other flavors are enhanced and made more and brought to new life. October 4th is St. Francis Day, and this church will celebrate next Sunday and a little bit the next Saturday with a film about Francis. But especially as we look forward to the celebrations of St. Francis and in his spirit, it's a good thing if we can recall those words attributed to him when he said, or perhaps said, Preach the gospel always. Preach the gospel always and when necessary, use words. May the Spirit keep us and help us, keep us salty, keep us on fire for the love of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.